This Saturday, the 144th running of the Kentucky Derby goes down at Churchill Downs. Uh, We will once again be Southern Colorado's home for the Derby. You can hear it. Our coverage from NBC Sports Radio will begin at 3 on Saturday. Plus, we have our, uh, I guess, second annual Kentucky Derby party. We've moved venues to Whiskey Baron, and that's going to be a lot of fun. So, we love the Derby. We also know that Jonathan Horowitz loves the Derby. He's the uh, host on Gates Open TV on Altitude. He also does work for AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain. He is all over the place. And case in point, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Where are you right now? I am in Madrid, Spain, and we're approaching midnight here, but happy to be on drive time with you. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure to have you. I appreciate you staying up late. Of course, you're probably not going to bed for another five hours. I know how you roll, Jonathan. I <laughs> may or may not have just stepped outside the bar, but it's radio, so I can be wherever you want me to be. <laughs> exactly. And, and I have to say, because I know some of our listeners are big uh, soccer fans. Obviously, I'm a big uh, soccer fan as well. So uh, you had the uh, pleasure of going to the Champions League semifinal uh, match with Real Madrid and, and Bayern Munich. What For some of us who will never have deep enough pockets or the opportunity to go check that out, what was that like? That was remarkable. It's, it's one of the most amazing sports atmospheres and sporting events I've ever been part of. El Estadio Santiago Bernabeu was electric the passion and the singing and, and the quality of play on the field was amazing. And, and it was back and forth. It came down to the goalkeeper from Madrid, Navas making eight saves in the match and, and getting Real Madrid to the finals of the Champions League looking for their 13th European title. And they're going to go up against Liverpool, who, who I just saw tonight against Roma, hold on seven to six in, in aggregate. And so I think the, the finals is going to be very high scoring. But yeah, the city of Madrid was, was buzzing, especially at the Estadio yesterday. And it was amazing to, to be part of that atmosphere. Well, next time I expect an invitation. Just so we're... It was, <laughs> it was a last-minute thing that we went. Um, I'll be honest, I, I kind of had this, you know, look, I'm here once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see such a major sporting event, especially in a different country. I was on a website to buy tickets every hour for probably leading up to 12 hours before the match looking for somebody who maybe dumping tickets just couldn't go to the match and found it the morning of the match. We got them and were able to go and have an amazing time. Mm-hmm. I uh, posted some photos and, and videos on my Twitter at JJ Horowitz, and and it was just uh, re- remarkable to be part of and to, to see soccer at, at such a high level played between two of the best teams in the world. And then we went back today to the stadium and took a tour and got to go in the locker room and see some of the behind the scenes. It, it was really a special experience. Hmm. I'll let Jonathan Horowitz joining us here on Drive Time Sports. Let's talk about the the field we have here on the Derby. By the way, are you going to make it back stateside before Saturday? Actually, on Saturday, I will be broadcasting horse races in Seville. I'm in Spain to cover Arabian racing for the Arabian Jockey Club and 
to be part of a Arabian racing conference presented by the Sheikh Mansour Festival. So I'll be watching and following the Kentucky Derby from Madrid. Hmm. I want your life for one day, Jonathan. I just just one day. All right. Uh, so let, let's. Uh, <laughs> it's got its ups and downs. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> yeah. let's uh, let's talk about this field. How wide open is it, in your opinion? This is a deep field. There are so many strong horses. I think it's one of the the deepest, highest quality Kentucky Derby fields in years. You have some proven horses. You have some horses who just look like they're full of potential. And then you even have a foreign horse who has a good chance. So we can get into a few of the contenders, but it's so wide open, obviously with 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby is the biggest field of the year in the United States. It's it's naturally going to be, but, but there's some real superstars that could come out of this race. Mm. You talk about the depth of this field, how would you compare, like, the favorite Justify? How, how would you compare that horse to, uh, you know, perhaps Derby winners or Derby favorites of the last couple years? Is the top end uh, better than we've seen in the last few years? One of the interesting things about Justify is that we don't really know how good he'll be. He, he only has three previous starts. He only started racing in February. I actually had the chance to him in person in the Santa Anita Derby, his prep in California for the Kentucky Derby, and he won that race so easily. He basically looks like Shaq going up against some pickup players, and the pickup players in the Santa Anita Derby were pretty good, too. The second-place finisher, Bolt Doro, is in the race and had previously run third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, but Justify is just a monster horse to look at. He won the Santa Anita Derby. I mean, down the backstretch, Jockey Mike Smith just let the reins loose, and he was cantering. He, he was out for a nice Sunday jogger or Saturday jog, if, if you get the days of the week right, in that race. So, so he won the major prep for the Kentucky Derby in California, really without even trying. And you look at him, and he's like, he looks like a horse who, just, who doesn't care. He, you know, he, he runs so easily. So, so I would say that he has the potential to be – a superstar, we just don't know how good he'll be. Um, so for the top end, yeah, if Justify wins the Kentucky Derby, he's very valid as, as a strong Kentucky Derby winner in, in recent memory. Jonathan Horowitz joining us here to preview the Kentucky Derby. The the horse that I'm kind of, you know, I haven't made my final decision yet, but the horse that I'm kind of uh, – interested in and i think a lot of people will be interested in at least the backstory here uh it's not jeff bezos's horse it's amazon's horse uh audible that's uh, that's in there i believe eight to one at last time last time i checked but um how do you like uh how do you like audible on saturday audible who actually in addition um has a similar owner as justify Audible, I think, is one of those under-the-radar horses. He won one of the early major Kentucky Derby preps in the Florida Derby. Won it easily a 3-1. to one. Well, there have been several Kentucky Derby preps since that time, so I almost feel like we forgot about Audible's performance. But he's won four races in a row. He won the two major prep races coming out of Florida, uh, the Holy Bull and the Florida Derby. He won those both by a combined eight-and-a-half lengths. He has connections who have been there in the winner's circle 
uh, in the Kentucky Derby. And at 8-1, to one, he, he has a bit of value. I'm pointing you to another horse who could be a unique Kentucky Derby winner this year with a very good chance, and that's Mendelssohn, the horse who's coming over from where well, he was based in Europe, uh, racing in Ireland and England, and then he prepped for the Kentucky Derby in the United Arab Emirates. And he won the UAE Derby by 18 and a half lengths. He's a $3 million yearling purchase. So there was so much expectations for him when he was just one year old that, that his connections purchased him for $3 million. And he's got some family background because he's a half-sister, same mother as one of the best female horses in recent generation as Beholder. Um, so there's only been one foreign-trained Kentucky Derby winner previously, and that was Canyon Arrow II uh, back in 1971, but Mendelssohn could be the one to buck that trend as well. We didn't even talk about yet the horse who won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in, in Good Magic. Uh, it's just such a deep field that I, I not only think it'll be a great race, but for people at the Kentucky Derby Party looking to, to make a dollar to, if you just pick the winner, uh, I, I think you'll get good odds. I mean, like, as good a horse as Justifies, like, three to one sounds great on him. He may never be three to one again in, in his career. So it, it's a fantastic race, and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask you a follow up with uh, Mendelssohn because um, that was obviously one of the, one of the horses that uh, I was looking at as well. But then you look at, and I, I don't know, you could talk me down from this, because I look at position 14, and there hasn't been a winner since the 60s that has come out of there. Is that like a real thing, or is that just one of those weird bits of trivia that schmucks like me latch onto for no reason? Oh, no, it's definitely important to consider the post position. Now, maybe not specifically for 14, but horses can win around that sort of outside area. What would be worse is if Mendelssohn was towards the inside and one or two or three. Fourteen is fine, especially for a horse with as free a stride as, as Mendelssohn has. You just want to get these horses out of traffic trouble early on. They're young. They're three years old. They've never raced in front of this type of a crowd, expecting over 150,000, maybe 170,000 at Churchill Downs. So it's about getting these horses comfortable. And that's one of the things I started riding horses a few years ago that I've learned is that they're not machines and, and that putting a, a living, breathing animal into these scenarios, they have to want to do what they're being asked to do and, and they have to be up for the task as well. Now Mendelssohn, he definitely has the travel under his belt. He came to California when the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last year and He's raced all over Europe and, and the UAE, so he's definitely the horse with the demeanor. And 14, I don't think, will be an issue. And, and I think the best post position is Justify in seven. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think you want to stay away from the horses on the inside, um, stay away from the horses on the very outside, but just to make sure that these horses can stay out of trouble because it's as long as they've ever raced to a mile and a quarter, so they do have to be comfortable. Understanding that you have the prerogative to change your mind between now and Saturday, but who who do you like? If I if the race was in ten minutes, who would you think would win? 
I thought this as soon as he crossed the finish line in the Santa Anita Derby justified. Okay. I haven't strayed away from that. And, and I think, and I may be putting myself out there, but I haven't been as confident about a Kentucky Derby horse as I am in justify. He, he's got that much potential. And um, I, I think he's the real deal. And it's really exciting to see what Bob Baffert can do with him because if, uh, if, if he wins the Kentucky Derby, then, then you start talking and, and, you know, will it be the Preakness and will it be the Belmont? And if you manage him correctly, he definitely has the potential to, to be a superstar in the sport, I think. Love this time of year. Love having you on, Jonathan. We'll follow you on Twitter if we haven't already at JJ Horowitz and uh, check you out. AT&T Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain, Altitude. You're all over the place, my friend, and uh, love having you on. Enjoy Spain for as long as you possibly can, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back here in Colorado very soon. Hey, you asked me, who's your horse? Pick it right now. I'm going to I'm going to take Audible. Although you almost talked me into Mendelssohn, but I'll take Audible. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, all right. I'll hit you up on Twitter, Jonathan. Thanks. Good night. Good talking to you. Right, Jonathan Horowitz joining us uh, live from Spain. What other sports show gets you people from Spain? Nobody. That's who.